This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. Yes, it's a Friday. It's in case you wondered what day of the week it was, thrown out for a little bit by holiday. It's Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. And a very good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Trust you well. Yes, I am. Thank you. And uh, on Heritage Day yesterday, we had a very interesting and blessed day. Mm. Uh, we were involved in a couple of projects of restoring our communities and our heritage. Uh, in Rondebosch, uh, there's a fountain uh, which was knocked over by some drunken driver several years ago. Mm. And uh, it's, it's a magnificent fountain, and it was restored yesterday. We uh, were part of this uh, whole initiative, and a local citizen who runs Heritage Foundry, uh, he, by his own initiative and expense, uh, managed to get this completely restored. And, uh, well, in fact, um, that one was so badly damaged, he, he uh, basically crafted an entirely new metal structure for this mm. fountain. Now, it's the horse fountain, oh. which was the halfway house between Cape Town and Weinberg. And uh, it's at the base of uh, a hill which has got St. Paul's Church dominating the crossroads there. And so at this T-junction at the, on the island, we had this fountain for many years. There was a previous fountain a little bit further up, and uh, uh, then uh, this one was there from 1891. And there's a whole lot of interesting things from it, including the fact that it had the first electric street lamp in all of the Cape Peninsula. Oh. And uh, uh, all of this has been now restored. The, the light, of course, hasn't worked for many years um, uh, due to lack of municipal maintenance, and uh, uh, then some drunken driver put paid to the rest of this thing, sadly. But here we had this private citizen who, um, assisted after a while also by the Simon van der Stel Foundation, uh, managed to put this together, again, without any city money, without any municipal assistance in terms of funding or anything like that. And it's magnificent. It's two specs. It's exactly like the original one, except mm. maybe a bit better. <laughs> and uh, um, we had at the uh, dedication ceremony an old lady saying she remembers drinking from the fountain. And, in fact, the reason why we've got those four spokes out at the top is uh, there were chains with little metal cups on them, and people would scoop the cups into the um, a trough for the for the horses and uh, be able to uh, and and drink out there. She said, no, "I remember drink out the fountain." And then at the base of it is extra um, areas of of water for the dogs to be able to uh, get water as they pass by. So it was a refueling station for horses, so to speak, en route to Weinberg or back from Weinberg to Cape Town. And uh, it was, um, of course, a refreshment station for people, pets, and others. And uh, this monument, which has been part of the Rondebosch community for a very long time, and uh, it was restored in time for Heritage Day, and that was a really positive thing to see how a private citizens' initiative communities can come together. The only real problem, um, uh, the man said, was it took four years to get permission from the municipality to restore it at mm. his own expense asking for a cent from the municipality. Just extraordinary how we've often got to do things ourselves, even though we're paying rates and taxes. And uh, I was also part of, uh, yesterday, the Friends of Rhodes Memorial did a clean-up of Rhodes Memorial uh, initiative. We were on our hands and knees scrubbing and cleaning and de-weeding and uh, 
getting rid of stains and uh, graffiti spray painting had a wide variety of um, uh, cleaning agents in order to do this. And um, the head, which was stolen, which was uh, cut off from the angle ground on the 12th of July, was found by one of the members of the Friends of Rhodes Memorial and um, restored. And it, it took a while to, to get it back from the police and sandbox uh, after it was handed to them. They first said they couldn't find it, but this chairman of the Friends of Rhodes Memorial found it. Uh, it had been abandoned into the bushes outside of Rhodes Memorial and uh, gave it to the police to get fingerprints from it. Uh, we don't know that that was done. Uh, but then there was quite a long negotiation process to get it back from Sandpox, under whose jurisdiction this, this monument, which was set up by private uh, subscription back in 1912, um, were, uh, so it now falls under Sandpox. They weren't interested in restoring it, but Friends of Rhodes Memorial managed to convince them at their own expense we will do it. And so again, another private initiative. It's looking better than it did before. Um, it's, it's cleaner. It's, the head's restored. And again, these two uh, initiatives on Heritage Day just reminds one of the fact that we can take dominion, we can take initiative, we can, as a community, get together to beautify and improve our communities, just like the Adopt a Tree, um, uh, Save Elsie's Coral River uh, initiatives, and uh, those of us who are getting together to be able to plant more trees along the canal and along the rivers, and we don't need to wait for government or provincial or national government or the municipality to do things. Uh, we can take initiative ourselves. And I think many people are in a, a state of um, paralysis, feeling that they can't do something unless they get government help on all these things. And that's not the biblical attitude. In many cases, you find people with the attitude of, we cannot do something unless the government, the government must, there ought to be a law. And so there's often a secular humanist mindset of you've got to look to outside forces in order to improve things. But of course, biblically, we're encouraged to see what can I do? What can our family do? What can our congregation do? What can our community do? And uh, to be able to uh, not make excuses, but make a plan. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. You've, you've got those who make an excuse and then in border mark and plan. A farmer makes a plan. <laughs> and we need to be uh, those people who are willing to make a plan and to act and restore and to beautify area and to repair things. And uh, the uh, individual, Max, who did the fountain in, in Ronnebosch, didn't just restore the fountain, which was a massive job in itself. It's a really ornate, magnificent monument. Uh, but also uh, re-bricked the area, uh, cleaned up the whole area, and uh, also did landscaping, planted lots of new plants. And many times you can see this. You go around the community and you can see some people have really beautified the island or uh, planted lovely things on the verge uh, just uh, outside their property, and uh, others don't. And um, some people take care of their properties, um, others don't. Uh, and then there's those who actually care for and help their neighbors. I've been struck by those who, uh, especially young people, who go and help older neighbors uh, do some of the uh, gardening or fixing of the roof or plumbing or uh, whatever other municipal type of uh, things, maintenance that needs to be done, which uh, in some ways people might have expected, well, maybe the municipality will do it, but you, you can't depend on these people. They might take your rates and taxes, but they're not so interested in the city working for you, as their uh, slogan says. Uh, they may take months or years or never to get to 
doing what they're meant to be doing. So when we get together, like yesterday, this um, flash mob of Friends of Rosemore, we turn up there with plastic bags, with gloves, with cleaning agents, with brushes and brooms, and uh, we just cleaned up the monument, sorted it out. We had a prayer service. We sang hymns on the steps of Rhodes Memorial. Uh, we uh, shared the gospel with uh, people coming past, explained as a heritage. And there was a lot of interest, enthusiasm, visitors, and others who were excited to see uh, the vandalized, desecrated monuments cleaned up and organized. And this sort of thing also strengthens the community. And I think it's so important that uh, we are not intimidated by those uh, who want to cancel culture and who want to tear down, pull down, damage, vandalize, and so on. Uh, we, the law-abiding people who are invested in the community, who are building up uh, the families and raising the next generation, uh, we must take responsibility to reclaim our communities for Christ, and we should not allow troublemakers who can only burn and break and desecrate and damage and vandalize that. For those who build them, there's those who destroy them. It's a whole lot easier to, to destroy mm. than to build, of course, just yeah. like it's easier to criticize than to actually go out there and do something. But as Christians, we've got to be the light of the world. We've got to be the salt of the earth. We have to be those who rebuild the ancient ruins, who, who restore the streets of dwelling, as Isaiah 58 says. So um, I think uh, as we've just come out of this heritage day, we don't want to allow those who have a Marxist agenda, who want to... Uh, rename cities who want to rename monuments. Uh, it was well said in George Orwell's prophetic 1984 novel that uh, the goal of the Marxist totalitarian state is to rename every street, to, to take down every monument, to change every date, to alter everything until the past disappears and you only have an endless present where the party, the political party, is always right. And that ominous warning that those who attack your monuments and your cities, uh, they're attacking the communities and the heritage. We all need to be reminded. That's what a monument means. Uh, it's from the Latin word monio, which means to remind. And uh, monuments are there to remind us of important, significant things and events and personalities of the past and uh, to whom we in many ways are indebted because of uh, what uh, they've done and what uh, they've achieved, and it should inspire us to strive and to do better and to uh, seek to leave the world a better place than we found it. Uh, that's what's Christian, and so as Christians, we, we see the importance of history, we see the importance of monuments, of reminders, uh, just as Joshua was told by the Lord to uh, put this pile of stones as a reminder to the children of Israel of what God did for them this day as they crossed the Jordan River, and and many other things throughout the Bible we're told to remember, and we're rebuked for not remembering. And so monuments are there to remind us, and uh, we should not be quick to allow those who want to cancel our culture, erase our history, relocate, sideline, or in any other way uh, endanger heritage. So as we've just come out of Heritage Day, I think that's a good reminder to reclaim our heritage and make it constructive for all in our communities to rebuild and to be a light and to be salt for our community. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.